When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Carlin. It's hard not to. How do you not love it? It's hard not to. As a former player, I love to hear that from my quarterback. Everybody's opinions, you don't deposit those at the bank. Enough is never enough. That's his mentality. It's easy to see why this Eagle team continue to get better, Carlin. They keep getting better as the season goes on. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And the guy's the MVP. That's all there is to it. Jalen Hurts has been the MVP of the league. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I I don't see a scenario right now where Patrick Mahomes, who is 1A to that, don't get me wrong, it's hard to see a scenario outside of somebody getting hurt where Patrick Mahomes is going to overtake him because I don't think all of a sudden that he is going to fall off a cliff in his production. I, I love everything about Jalen Hurts this year, and, and that's what makes it more mystifying when you hear Micah Parsons uh, earlier on the Vaughn cast with Vaughn Miller, his podcast, uh, talk about the case for Jalen Hurts is, uh, for MVP the way he does. Is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's, a little, <laughs> it's, it's system and team. I think it's a little bit of both, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to make no enemies. I I just like I just love the game so much and I understand it so much that like I can't I, I like I like when things are off I I just can't like hold it in like I almost got to say something. Yeah, I I'm sorry. I don't think it was the smartest thing to do. And you have said all day today that it was either the smartest or the dumbest thing that he could possibly do. No question about it because I can understand Michael Parsons not wanting his teammates to put Jalen Hurts on a pedestal because everybody's talking about how he's the front runner for the MVP. And this is a guy that they got to go hunt in less than two weeks in a consequential NFC East matchup, a game that could determine the division. But Carlin, you got to give respect where respect is due. And I think that's the line that Michael Parsons crossed because say what you want, bulletin board material, whether you buy into it or not, players want their respect from their peers. Take it from a former player. I spent 11 years in the National Football League. You want your peers' respect. And for Jalen for Hurts not to get that from Michael Parsons in that moment, it's, it's a slap in the face. It's shade no matter how you slice it. And here's the other part, Carlin, that's a little bit of a head-scratcher. Weren't we having these same conversations? Not you and I, but people in sports media. Weren't they having these same conversations about Dak Prescott, his rookie year, his first three years with the Dallas Cowboys? Well, who's it more? Is it Dak Prescott or is it Ezekiel Elliott? Dak won Offensive Rookie of the Year, but Zeke was first-team All-Pro. Who's more responsible for the Dallas Cowboys' success when they went 13-3 and in 2016? You know, who's more responsible, Dak or Zeke? You know, thir- year three of both of those guys in Dallas, Zeke led the league in rushing again. The Cowboys are a playoff team. Who's more responsible? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. The quarterback has the team that he has around him, and he's taking full advantage of the situation, and that's what we're seeing from Jalen Hurts. And beyond that, Carlin, the growth from the player from year one as a starter to year two as a starter should be what ends the debate.
going into week 14, Jalen Hurts was number one in passer rating from the pocket, number one in completion percentage from the pocket, number one touchdown to interception ratio from the pocket. What was the area that we said he needed to improve on after 2021? In the pocket. From the pocket. He's done that. And what's the result? His team is 12-1. and Best record in the NFL. Not sure exactly what else he has to do. But, Carlin, when we start talking about people that win MVPs, show me the MVP on a team, on a roster that sucks. I tell you, you'd be really giving Micah Parsons a lot of credit if he was doing that to keep his own team from putting him on a pedestal and and making sure that he keeps him uh, in their minds as human as opposed to what he's doing so far. Yeah. Be giving him a lot of credit. That's not what I heard when I heard it. Yeah. You know, and and I think it was a mistake for him to do that because there is that degree of bulletin board material and disrespect and all that. But what's the point? What's the point? How does it help you? I don't even know that it, even if he was trying to do that, I don't know how much it helps you. I, I, I truly don't. Here's, first of all, here's Hertz's response earlier today. Jalen, uh, Micah Parsons had some comments about your success and whether it was you know, more attributed to yourself or, or team and, and scheme. Here's the, to get your thoughts on that. We're worried about the Bears right now. In other words, I don't care. I'm, I'm not going to even bother responding to it. No, it's the right thing for Jalen Hurst to say. But Jordan Mailata had some things to say in <laughs> the left tackle for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to worry about the Chicago Bears this week, man. Uh, worry about this game. Marcus should worry about his game this week, too. So, um, even if I don't know how they're playing, um, but part of my language, I mean, just, just worry about the Eagles this week. Yeah, that's how we do it here. I'm not going to worry about any other comments anybody said. That's just how we focus. And, and running out of business. We've got the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago Mark Parsons. That's how I go about it. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Well, they're taking their cues from their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts set the tone. Everybody falls in line, follows the same thing. And that's a part of why a guy is the most valuable player on his team, Carlin. He helps to set the agenda for the locker room. He's an extension of the coaching staff in the front office. That's the quarterback position. It's a leadership position by nature. And Jalen Hurts has impeccable sports character, and he's done that at the highest level, which is why we've seen the level of consistency from the Eagles that we've seen. So, yeah, this guy deserves to be the front runner from the MVP from all the things that he's doing on the field from a production standpoint, but also how he impacts this team in terms of keeping them focused on the task at hand. Look. If you're Micah Parsons right now, or the Cowboys for that matter, maybe we just dial back on the talking. You know, maybe I've never we actually... heard I've never heard a team that is in second place in their division in the middle of December do more talking than the Dallas Cowboys. And, and a team that continues to be on a pace to win 12, 13 games this season. Actually, I'll take that back. The New York Jets in 2011. And we know how that ended for the New York Jets. Well... That was, that, that was the beginning of our Super Bowl run right. for the New York Giants. <laughs> and now, when you look at everything that's happened over the last several years with the Cowboys, there's always a lot of chatter, there's always a lot of talk, and they end up coming up empty yeah. when it matters the most. So maybe just save the chatter. Maybe just, Micah, dial it back. Because this is this is not the place for a team that has accomplished incredibly little this is not the time or place for them to be opening up and saying, you know what, 
it's a system for that guy. No, but I stop love it. it. But Carlin, we love it for our business. Oh, absolutely. Keep, keep talking, Michael Parsons. Don't let us stop you, Jerry Jones. You too. Keep talking. Keep the fodder coming. Keep it coming because we don't have to go out there and play the games. They got to go out there and play. And Carlin, I said I don't know if it's smart or if it's stupid. We get to find out on Christmas Eve because if the Cowboys win, then we can say, yeah, you know what? Maybe it was smart for Dak, for Michael Parsons to knock Jalen Hurts down a peg so his teammates felt better about being able to get after him and more confident going into that matchup. See, but if they lose, you know how it's going to get spun, Carlin. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's, all it doesn't have to damn, be spun. All, all of this damn talking <laughs> that you've been doing while they're preparing to kick your ass, that's exactly what happened. Well, it's not you about- spent more time worried about the talk than the actual game plan, and you got your butts beat. Well, that's what it's going to come down to. And it has nothing to do with being spun. That's what it is. If you're going to chatter, if you're going to if you're going to run your mouth, and then they come out and kick your ass, then you really have nothing to say. Nothing. Yeah, and there's that's not anybody spinning something. That's yeah. just fact. Yeah. And <laughs> I got to tell you, like honestly, even though you've won ten games, could you pay attention to the fact that the team that's actually in front of you this week? is playing at a very high level right now. Oh. You, and, Trevor and Car- Lawrence could light them up. And Carlin, the thing that was probably most impressive about their win over the New York Giants is that they didn't pass up any opportunities to rub the Giants' noses in it. Nope. They did not let their foot off the gas. Not once. Not once, Carlin. Every time the Giants scored, they responded. Yeah, you're like, all right, you want to score points? Guess what? We're going to do a quarterback draw in the red zone with our guy and go up 34-13. That's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to beat the brakes off of you. Fourth and seven, early on in the game. I think it was the second possession for the Eagles. You know what we're going to do? We're going to throw a goal ball for a touchdown to Devontae Smith in double coverage. Because that's where we're at with it. So Dallas Cowboys, keep talking. You could get your ass embarrassed on Christmas Eve. Makes your opening your presents suck on Christmas Day, wouldn't it? Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80 as well. A Super Bowl champion has been demoted, and he might be the happiest guy in the building about it. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Let me tell you, Joe Flacco had a really, really good career. (laughs) It's been over for a couple of years. Yeah, he just didn't tell anybody he was retired. Yeah, and certainly not whoever is signing the checks. Uh, listen, how, how how pissed was Joe Flacco 
that he that Mike White got knocked out of that game not once but twice, and he had to go in there. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no way Joe Flacco wanted to play in that game. In and Buffalo. what happened? He went in there, and the first thing that happened, he gets a strip sack. He coughed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Playing well, like it's hot potato. <laughs> earlier today, Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, you know, they've dealt with more than their share of quarterback drama this year around Zach Wilson. Uh, here is what Robert Sala had to say about the situation moving forward this week between Flacco and and Zach Wilson, who's going to be the backup. Robert, have you made a decision on who's going to be the number two quarterback? Yeah, we're um, we're moving up uh, Zach to the number two spot uh, and make Joe the third. Why, why Robert? Uh, Zach, Zach's been doing a great job. Um, he he has he's he's been deliberate in, in his approach over the last three weeks. Um, he's been holding himself accountable with regards to how he wants to attack practice, uh, how he's been performing in practice, going against our defense, which I think is a pretty good defense to go against, and uh, and working on all the different things that uh, we've been asking him to accomplish. Are you still confident that Mike will play this week? Yeah, we're still working as if he's, he's playing this week. But Joe ain't. Joe's going to hang around, you know. Yeah. Make a couple of yuck yucks in the quarterback room. Yeah. Make everybody feel a little bit better about mm-hmm. themselves, yeah. and then we'll sail off into the sunset. Yeah, Joe is just an extra pair of eyes in the quarterback room and on the sideline for the young players that are going to be actually in the game taking the snaps, right? I, I I know that Salah has to say all that and be all positive about Zach Wilson. To me, it's it only, ain't about Zach it Wilson. It ain't about Zach Wilson It's just the fact the that Joe Flacco can't be in the games anymore. No, he can't yeah. play anymore at all. And so... While it's good for Zach, especially Carlin, especially in snowy weather, <laughs> where you get older, man, you don't want to be cold, nah. and you don't want to be hit. I tell you what, so I can understand where Joe Flacco was coming from and why he coughed it up on his first snap in the game. On that Sunday. big winter coat's gonna feel good on Sunday. Yeah, it is. Right next to those heaters, right? Yep, oh, exactly. It's gonna be great. I'll put one of those little earpieces in. Sure, I'll listen yeah, to what's exactly. going on. Yeah, no problem. Exactly. <laughs> Other flip side, we do have a little bit of breaking news, and it's unfortunately uh, not great news, but uh, nonetheless, Steve Keim, the GM for the Arizona Cardinals, is taking an indefinite leave of absence uh, due to a health-related issue. So he is, uh, as we said, the guy, we've talked about him a lot because he's one of the guys that got an extension this offseason with Cliff Kingsbury. And now he's going to be away from the team for what they are calling an extended period, indefinite, I should say. Um, And it raises the question, when we're talking about the future of Cliff Kingsbury, how does this now factor into it? You know, was that going to be up to Steve Keim? Was that going to be up to ownership? And how are they going to proceed now that the GM, they don't know exactly when he's going to be back? Yeah, I'd be interested to see who's going to step in Steve Keim's stead. Uh, as the interim general manager and run the affairs, the football operations for the team. I I, I just look at this whole situation. It is a nightmare scenario, Carlin. Mm. It is as bad as it could possibly be. Your franchise quarterback is going to be out for, what, the next nine or ten months minimum? I mean, I think Carson Wentz in 2017 suffered a similar injury in week 14 mm-hmm. against the L.A. Rams, and he came back and played 11 games the next season. Yep. I think with the style of play for Kyler, that might be a little bit of a stretch to have that expectation on him. But you're talking about playing a significant portion of 2023 without him. Your head coach has done nothing of significance that would warrant you having any faith in bringing him back as the guy. But the problem with firing him is 
I don't know how attractive the job is going to be when you're going to be working with an interim general manager and a backup quarterback to get your program off the ground as a new head coach. So it is an absolute disaster. What was one of the, I guess, least attractive jobs? It's getting worse by the day. It's getting worse by the day. Yeah. It is incredible. If you do decide you're going to fire Cliff Kingsbury, who the hell are you going to get to take this job? I'd have to say more and more, like as bizarre as this sounds, you're going to bring Kingsbury back, see where next year takes you, and you actually hope off of next season that maybe late in the year you see some good things from Murray and it makes it a more attractive job. So we'll just keep you around, make you work for another year, and then fire you. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to be good in 2023. This is about No, they're build- not. This is about building toward 2024. So why pay two head coaches when you only have to pay one? Keep in mind, they just extended Cliff Kingsbury. And I, so I would have, have said- to pay him even if you fired him. He's been there three years now? Yeah, this is his fourth year. This is his fourth year. Yeah. So they just got out from underpaying Steve Wilkes, I think, too. Yeah. Remember, because he was gone after one year. Yeah. And so look at the job he's doing with the Carolina Panthers, by uh, the way. You know what? I feel good for him. Yeah. Good four, for him. Four and four since he's taken over. And plus, that's that's his hometown, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And everybody in Charlotte loves him. Yeah. Love that, him. That's, that's a good great sto- story. Good story for Steve Wilkes, but it puts the Arizona Cardinals in a bad spot. Because you don't want to keep paying multiple head coaches at the same time. So maybe you do hang on to Kingsbury for that reason only. We know the Bidwell family is notoriously cheap. We're going to hang on to you to make this job more attractive for the next candidate. And we don't want to pay anybody else because we're going <laughs> to suck in 2023 anyway. Wow. But that, that's the state of affairs when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. It ain't great, Bob. Not great. I, I tell you, that's a fan base that in a very underrated way probably doesn't get the respect they deserve as being one that has been battered and bruised. They've been to one Super Bowl. Of their own doing, though. Yes. Yeah, of their yeah. own doing. So, yeah, this is this is something that we have to keep an eye on, Carlin, but, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know where the Arizona Cardinals go from here. And the questions that they have around this franchise, around the head coach, the quarterback, the relationship between those two, and now with the general manager having health concerns – What the hell do you do? A former top five pick is all of a sudden left his current team. It is a bizarre story, and it is in the NFL. We'll bring it to you next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. A strange story in Atlanta right now. 
around Marcus Mariota. Mm. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let's just get right to it and get some insight from ESPN NFL Nation Falcons reporter Michael Rothstein, who joins us right now. Michael, Canty and Carlin, appreciate a couple of minutes, man. So let's just start with the simple question. What's going on with Marcus Mariota? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, So basically, it's this. So Marcus Mariota was benched during the bye week in favor of rookie Desmond Ritter. Marcus Mariota then left the team to, uh, I would call it, pursue options on a chronic knee injury. Keep in mind that Marcus Mariota has not been listed on the injury report at any time this year. Marcus Mariota has not been listed on an injury report with a knee injury since 2015. Hmm. Arthur Smith, when all of this got sorted out on Monday, says that, you know, he says that he's possibly probably going to go on IR. He's not with the team right now. He's getting doctor's opinions. Today they said that he will be on IR and that he's having surgery next week. That is kind of where things are. So, Michael, what does this mean? Because we do know Mariota signed a two-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. Is this opening the door for a divorce between the two parties? I think so, Kenny. And it's in part, too, because the way the deal was structured was always that it was going to basically be an option in the second year, a team option, really, because there's no guaranteed money. It's $2.5 million of dead money if they were to move on from them, and they save $12.5 million, and they have a lot of cap space. So if it had worked out, they would have kept them. But right now, I don't get the sense that there's any interest in that happening. Michael Rothstein covers the Falcons for ESPN NFL Nation, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, Michael, why did they decide to make the change to Ritter? Was it simply as much as we're out of it? Let's find out what he's got. Well, here's the wild thing, Carlin. They're not out of it. They're a game back yeah. in the NFC South. That's true. I forgot they're in the worst division in, in football. Div- <laughs> everybody in this division is bad. This is bad football all around. I've watched way too much NFC South. I've covered way too much mediocre to bad football in my career. This is bad football. So this was totally performance-based. The Falcons have lost four of their last five games. They have not thrown for over 200 yards in any game since October. Marcus Mariota was regressing. He was missing open receivers. He couldn't hit a downfield pass. And it just kind of got to the point where the combination of that and Desmond Ritter has improved a lot over the last month in practice. He he was struggling. Struggling is maybe too strong a word. He was was taking him time to, like, learn the nuances because he used signals and the, the signs and stuff in college the nuances of being an NFL quarterback in terms of play call, in terms of getting in and out of plays, formations, all of that. And really in the beginning of October, he started to realize, okay, I need to do something different. He started using Quizlets, which is like a flashcard app for us old people like me. And then he would talk to his wife every night. And for 25 to 30 minutes, they do a play, a play like they'd recite plays, the plays to one another. So that way he'd get used to the, the cadence. By the end of November, he started nailing it before Charles London, their quarterback's coach, would even finish the play in post-practice settings. 
I think at that point they started to say, okay, he can handle that. It was never a question of physical with him. It was never a question of actually knowing the playbook. It was all of the little things that it takes to be an NFL quarterback, and they kind of feel like he is there now. Four weeks ago, as bad as Mariota was playing, and obviously on the national television audience against Carolina, it was really bad. I don't know if Ritter was ready. And he even said today that he wasn't sure if he would be as ready four weeks ago as he is now. Michael, I know we're months away from the NFL draft, but our very own Todd McShay came out with his first mock draft yesterday, and he had the Atlanta Falcons at six taking Will Levis, quarterback, out of Kentucky. Will the presence of Desmond Ritter preclude the Falcons from making that draft selection or going in the direction of taking a quarterback early, or will it depend on what we see from him over the next four games? I think, Kenny, I think it'll be completely what we see over the next four games. And it might not, and truthfully, it may not even be that as much as what they see in kind of some of the little stuff, too, right? Because the performance in the last four games of the season, I think, should be taken with some grain of salt because of the timing of all of this, some of the teams they're playing. Kyle Pitts isn't on this roster at this point because he's on injured reserve. So I think if Ritter plays well, uh, that lessens any sort of issue. But let's be honest, if they are picking at number six, it probably means that the Falcons went one and three or worse. And that probably means Desmond Ritter didn't play well unless you lose four shootouts or something like that. And you're playing Arizona and you're playing New Orleans, two offensively challenged teams in their own right. So... Yeah, I think if they're picking at six, it should not preclude them at all because that probably means Desmond Ritter has not shown you enough to where you can feel comfortable with him as a starter going forward. Michael, uh, I've been thinking about this. Perhaps an appropriate fantasy football punishment for somebody that uh, finishes last in the league. Like we've heard of different things. you got to spend 24 hours in the Waffle House, things like that. Maybe the way to go here is you have to watch every last minute of this season's NFC South football. Oh, why would you do that to somebody? Because it's cruel and unusual. Carlin, uh, <laughs> that's brutal. I know that there are some fantasy leagues out there, and there's a couple NFL writers that I know in a fantasy league where, like, if you finish last, you have to do a stand-up set. Right. I think that is a less cruel punishment than having to watch every down of NFC South football. Man, that, that's... That's rough. Like that's um, you're, because you don't even get like some great teams in there. Like as opponents, man, why, why would you do that? To I wouldn't wish that on. No, just don't. Like, uh, what that, are you that doing? To- my soul, Carlin. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? I'm watching Falcon Saints from Week Six. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'll give you one better. If you really want to torture somebody, make them watch that Thursday night game I was talking about. That might awful. be enough punishment that in, was in, bad. in and of itself. I watched it. That was bad. Candy, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I watched it in person. It was not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh Al God. Michaels would have given his money back that night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. Michael, at the end of the third <laughs> Michael, appreciate the insight, man. Thanks. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Michael Rosky, an ESPN NFL Nation Falcons reporter. That's it, crazy. A team that's a game back from the division lead could be talking about taking a quarterback with a top six pick 
in April. After they just took one in the second round? Was he a second Third round pick? pick. Third, Third round, round pick? pick? Yeah. How crazy is that? That's Think nuts. about that. A team that's a game back in the middle of December at the division lead could be taking a quarterback with a top six pick. Well, I mean, how about just the fact that you've got three other teams that have been very, very good. They're going to have top five picks this year. Seattle's going to have a top five pick thanks to the Broncos, Detroit, and Philadelphia. I mean, that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Canty and Carlin. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.